0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Love to shop and eat? With a dozen food stands and even more local vendors, there's always something fresh, friendly, and fun at the Markets at Hanover. For hours and events, visit marketsathanover.com.
1: Welcome to Why Do Catholics? The podcast from Catholics that talks about what Catholics believe. My name's Rachel Bryson and I'm your host. Joining me again is Father Joshua Cavender. So welcome, Father.
0: It's always good to be here.
1: And uh, we're continuing our series on the Mass. And I know we're, today's our first episode that we're really gonna start breaking down the, the segments of the Mass. And today we're looking at, you know, about the first Fifteen minutes of mass, which are the introductory rites, and Father, I know that covers everything from our the initial procession into the church all the way up through the opening prayer for mass. So, can you uh, you know kind of take us through all of the, the different elements that make up these introductory rites?
0: Sure. the The introductory rites, um, as we talked about, you know, in our in our first episode. Uh, the mass is about this bodily representation of and, and symbolic entering into this uh, uh, relationship with God. And I don't mean like that the mass is simply a symbol or anything like that, but, but there's uh, uh, we act with our body to show what's happening in our relationship with God. And so these introductory rites are put in place in order to help us enter into this relationship, to prepare ourselves in entering into that relationship. Now that being said, it doesn't mean that we should be running in to the mass about you know uh, two and a half seconds before the the priest starts walking in, right? We should we should be spending a little bit more time before mass, you know. For example, in our penitential, rite, It's not like we should be trying to do a full examination of conscience in about five seconds between the opening of the the penitential rite and the start of the the prayer so we should get to mass early we should spend a little bit of time in prayer if we can't focus at mass maybe we shouldn't have been watching the morning news you know on the way in we'll take a moment to to quiet our soul mm-hmm. to realize that we're in the presence of god in the church and that we're going to prepare ourselves to, to enter into this great mystery. Putting that aside for a second, the opening rites, the introductory rites, are designed in order to help us enter into the mystery of Mass itself. It consists of the introductory rites, and, and we're assuming here a Sunday Mass. You know, there's, there's a shorter version that we would celebrate in a, in a daily Mass. Uh, we wouldn't include things like the Gloria and necessarily all of the hymns and, and, and the singing. It's, it's a simplified version of the Mass. But on a Sunday Mass, we would have the procession in, accompanied most often by, by chants, hymns, songs. Then we would enter through the sign of the cross, the penitential rite, the gloria, and then the opening prayer, also called the, the collect. And these help us enter into what's happening at, at the Mass. So let's just start with the procession. Everybody's everybody becomes, you know, everybody's present for the mass, everybody's sitting down. And when the procession starts, that starts like that's the official start of mass. We have a clear beginning point, right? Like when the when the music starts, when when the when the, the the procession starts walking down the aisle. Mass has officially started. Okay. And and so that's important, like so that we don't have this like ambiguous beginning and end of mm-hmm. mass. For any celebration, you want to know when it starts and, and when it finishes. Now, there's spiritual realities. You know, we, we are Eucharistic people, so we're trying to live out the Eucharist at every moment. But in terms of the actual celebration, we have a, an official beginning. One of the profound realities I think it's really easy to miss is that right, the, the priest acts as Jesus Christ. He acts in the person of Jesus Christ. So in his sacramental connection to Christ, he is representative of Christ himself. So the people are gathered and there's this joyous celebration that, that symbolically Christ has entered into our presence. And so as, as Christ walks in, almost like as the, that joyous entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, there's this, they're singing the joyful celebration of Christ coming to their, their community because it's a really joyous thing. The God of the universe has just walked into our presence. So as, as the priest being symbolically representative of Christ in this moment, we have this great joyous moment of, of of singing that that Christ is about to become present sacramentally, but he's also symbolically present in this priest and and with his, the, the ministers preparing to, to 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 celebrate this this sacrament. And it is also important to have the songs there because the whole point of of uh, we have this this unity, this mm-hmm. communion that happens within mass. So having us sing together, To be unified in song or be unified in the beauty of listening to somebody else sing is a very important part of of preparing ourselves in that that preparation of unity that happens in communion so we process in and then we start off with the most basic prayer that we have the sign of the cross and the sign of the cross is is kind of a two-part prayer there's the words that we say and the action that we do what you say? You know, right? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And, and since this is a podcast, uh, you guys couldn't see that, that, that I made the sign of the cross on, on my body. On my, he did.
1: I can attest to it.
0: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Verifiable proof. Uh, so, so we have our triune God being spoken, and we have the saving mystery of the universe being displayed. So the saving mystery of God's work in the world was the is the cross of Jesus Christ. And so our whole entry into the spiritual life was made possible because Jesus came and suffered on the cross. He won for us the possibility of life eternal through the cross. So we start the greatest prayer that we have when the cross is made present with the sign of the cross that we were marked with in our own baptism, and we do that in the name of our triune God—the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So there's this bodily representation of the whole point of our relationship with God, namely God Himself. Mm-hmm. We're making His—we're making His name present, and we're doing that in the context of His saving actions of the cross, and we're doing that on our very body by making that sign, touching, of course, the the forehead, chest, and both shoulders we have been marked by the life of God, and we are now entering into these saving mysteries of the universe where Christ himself will become present. So that sounds like a pretty good way to start mass, to me, and, and, and the wisdom of the church, we have been doing that for, for 2,000 years. So we start this great prayer with the sign of the cross. So then, of course, we're greeted by the priest, and the first thing that we do after the sign of the cross, then to enter into the penitential rite. And, and so, so why do we do that? And, and there's many different forms that we can do, three different ones specifically. My favorite is the Confidior. I confess to Almighty God. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Because in the past, I'm sure, uh, and even today, people have said, you know, Oh, you Catholics, you, you know, holier-than-thou, upright people. I don't know if they've ever actually listened to the or I confess to Almighty God and to all of you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. I am a sinner, and I've proclaimed it publicly to the entire world. To all of you, my brothers and sisters, to the angels, to the saints, to God, you know, everybody. We are proclaiming our sinfulness, not in some prideful way that, that we are, look how good of a sinner I am. <laughs> no. The point is to say that I have sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in what I have done, and in what I have failed to do. Not only have I failed, like, externally, but I've, I've sinned in my own thoughts, internally. I've sinned not only in doing bad things and wrong things, I've sinned in my inaction, my being lazy or, or inattentive and not acting the right way so that we proclaim how weak we are for the sake of humility to realize that all of the good things that God has given us are, are, are in fact gifts and that we receive them not because we're some upright worthy person who is perfect. Mm-hmm. But that God has come into the world because we're broken and that we proclaim his love because he came to us while we were sinners, which means that we were in a broken relationship with him, that he got over the hurt of that relationship so that he could heal it and bring us back into that relationship with him. So the, the proclaiming of our, of our sinfulness and our brokenness is not just saying that we can get away and do whatever we want but to say in humility, this relationship is because God offered it and that I am not worthy of it, but I only receive it because God commanded us to do so. And then, so this whole penitential act ends then with Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. mercy." We're proclaiming our sinfulness before God and then asking for his mercy upon us so so there's this whole act of humbling ourselves in preparing ourselves to enter into this great mystery and then what happens after we humble ourselves in 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 proclaiming our sinfulness our brokenness the glory starts and you're like where does the glory come from Right. You know, it's, you know, we sing the, this, the same song sometimes that, uh, you know, the, it might be the same tune year round, no matter what, Lent, Easter, you know, ordinary time, same tune. What is the Gloria? When did it happen? It happened, like the opening line, so the, the, the full text was written, you know, in the early church. I think I, I saw like the uh, second or third century. Okay. The opening lines of the Gloria, glory to God in the highest. Where did that come from? It's straight from scripture. The angels sang it to mm-hmm. the shepherds when they proclaimed the good news that, that Christ was born into the world. What's about to happen at Mass? Christ is about to be born into the world. So why would we not sing the song of the angels? The heavens were torn open. The angels came down singing glory to God in the highest, proclaiming that Christ is about that was just made present in the world. So in preparation for Christ about to be born into the world in the Mass... We sing God's glory through the words of the angels in thanking him for all of these amazing gifts that he's given to us, recognizing our, our sinfulness and our need of God's mercy. It's a beautiful hymn if we, actually, you know, if we sit down and actually read the words to the gloria. Mm-hmm. And we proclaim Christ's coming. We proclaim that, that, that Christ did all this in the glory of the Father through the Holy Spirit, so, it's a proclamation of the Trinity, uh, it's, a pro- it's a proclamation of, of, of his saving love for us. And, and, and we're using the words that the angels themselves sang at the birth of Christ. So, that sounds a pretty good way to, to proclaim God's glory to me. I don't know. Oh, but, absolutely. <laughs> and, and of course, once again, in the church's wisdom of understanding how to, to show this relationship with God, this love language between us and God realizing that we can't approach god without first repenting of our sins and then singing god's glory everything is pointing then to our need for god because Mm -hmm. of our sinfulness and brokenness proclaiming god's glory and then we enter into the prayer the opening prayer of the mass commonly called the collect and it's a it's a a simple prayer written for each one of the masses each each of the Sundays of Ordinary Time have it. Each of the, the Sundays, weekdays have it written individually for Advent, Lent, Christmas, and Easter. Okay. Uh, all of the, the, the saints then would have uh, a prayer written uh, that would include some, generally something of their life and how they revealed God. It's an opening to the celebration itself. So if we take this moment to give a prayer to God, offer a prayer to God through the priest, to then really enter into the mystery that we are celebrating in this moment not just the mass in general but you know in thanksgiving for the gift of pentecost so there would be a pentecost theme opening prayer for christmas there would be a christmas themed prayer and during lent you know a penitential themed prayer in preparation for the coming of christ or mm-hmm. uh, for for the for the the sacrifice of christ on the cross each one kind of introduces the, the, the specifics of the Mass itself. And then everybody sits down for the next episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a perfect, perfect place to, to end it, Father. So uh, thank you for you know, giving us kind of that overview of the introductory rites of the Mass. So we certainly look forward to our, our next episode where we're gonna get into, I believe, the Liturgy of the Word is what we'll be talking about for our next episode.
0: It'll be wonderful. All of our readings and the homily and uh, all the the good liturgy of the word things. So uh, I look forward to it.
1: Excellent. Well, this has been Why Do Catholics, a podcast of the Diocese of Harrisburg, and we'll see you next time.